Jesse, open your mouth. Spread your legs. Clear. about to get into that part two of that Steve LaBelle episode, man. And I'm excited, man, you know, because Steve had brought so much into the game. You know what I'm saying? Whether you guys know it or not, man, I want you to know that he has helped out so many brothers, man. He believe in people, man. He's one of those brothers that don't leave you behind. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it was an honor to have him on my show because I want him to bring that positive vibe you know what I'm saying? That knowledge to you guys, man. You know what I'm saying? About the game and all that. You know what I'm saying? About this, how to deal with a guy like himself. He's a white Jewish guy dealing with a bunch of brothers, you know what I'm saying? From different different, different backgrounds, different cultures and all that. And he managed to, you know, to do what he do. You know what I'm saying? And um, we admire that, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was an honor to have him on my show. And with that being said, let's just get right into that part two, man. You already know, it's your boy Pistol Pete, Steve LaBelle. I love you, boy. You already know. When you're in that Tampa Bay area, make sure you reach out to my boy Gus Torres, man. If you want anything that has to do with real estate, man, make sure you hit him up. You get the lowest prices and the finest houses, man. Trust me when I tell you. But don't forget to mention my name. You already know that Pistol Pete will get you that early discount. And that's my brother, man, Gus Torres. You already know, out in the Tampa Bay area. Make sure you hit him up, man. Sell, buy, invest, all that. Make sure you hit him up, man, because he focused with that out there. Tampa Bay, you already know, it's your boy Pistol, man. Get at me. Look, I'm in L.A. People are telling me they bloods. People are telling me they crips. All right. No one really banged on me, not from L.A. A lot of people out here got extorted, bro, from gang members that came out here from East Coast. Rappers, a lot of, a exactly. lot of the shit like that was going on, but you wasn't aware of it. Yeah, rappers, exactly. I didn't know all that stuff, but you know, you hear about things. Right. But, I, but people approached me to try to take my watch or right. They ain't happening. Kill me. Please kill me. So, again, I hear about certain gangs. So one day... Out here is a big radio station like Hot 97 is. Right. Power 106. Right. Big station. Shout out DTE, man. LA Leakers, Felly Fell. I'm at the Powerhouse, Summer Jam. You've been to many Summer Jams on the East Coast. I'm on the wall. Chilling my foot up. I'm with my man Mustafa. My man Mustafa just came home from up north. Right. He did a so-called call murder. Mm-hmm. But he brought, they brought down to attempted murder. He came home, it was like 10 years. He came out here because Run DMC was getting a handprint. You know, this is like different times, right? So I, I have to go back and think. But Run DMC got a handprint. This was before Jam Master J died. So I brought Mustafa out here. 
Amun wound up staying out here because I put him in position to do security for Bone Thugs. Right. We had the powerhouse. Boy, I thought Sugar was big. This, this guy's coming towards me. White tee, glasses. I'm like, yo, move. I don't know who the fuck this is, bro, but be on point. Comes up to me, he's like, you Steve Lobel? Like, who wants to know? Because I'm big, you from 60s. All right? I don't think we know each other. Never seen you before. I'm like, fuck, he's from 60s. I said, yeah, I know such such from 60s. He goes, they ain't from 60s. I'm home now. I'm going to show you who's the real deal. But he wasn't aggressive. He wasn't on no bully shit. He was just who he was. Like, just being... He was just introducing himself, like, you know. So I'm like, all right, I can help you. Mm. Like, you know, if, um, he says a name. Like, oh, shit. His wife, his cousin, was married to a girl I was engaged to. Mm. Her father was from Denver Lane, did 25. Her mother got killed when she was two. She became a very successful Afro-American model. Runway model, not this Instagram shit. Runway model, billboards, you know that. Mm -hmm. But she never talked about nothing. She lived in Inglewood. I'd be in Inglewood every day. I'm in the hood, not thinking it's the hood. Because you know L.A.? And palm trees, you, you know, like those movies? You think it's like, oh, who's doing job buys here and stuff? I'm there, I'm there every day. It's true. And I'm a white guy in the hood. So when he says the name, I'm like, damn, oh, shit. So again, remember this, big use wife's cousin's wife is my girl's niece. I said, oh, shit, we family, bro. He goes, bro, they've been telling me about you when, you in the, when I've been in the pen. I said, but they didn't tell me about you because I didn't really deal with those people. I only deal with her. Yeah, yeah, you ain't, you ain't not So I said, yo, take my number. Took my number. I didn't know nothing about the man. Calling me, says, yo, come to my hood. Now I'm in the hood, hood. I'm like, yo, this is a cool experience. There's some shit movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. So he's giving me CDs. He gives me a CD, says Slawson Boys. Me and Mexican Sean, that you know, we and my Ranger over the time, and we heading from the hood to the valley on a 405. Okay. I made a pit stop at a, a, a meeting. He's listening to the CD. Come out, he's like, yo, man, you need to listen to this shit. There's a song called Bullets Ain't Got No Name, and I don't give a fuck. I'm like, damn, it's the West Coast 50. He's spitting out gangster shit with the melodic hooks. Call back, Big U. Yo, Big U. I don't know draws and all those other names. Big U, I need to call at you, man. Something to be found. I gave you a lot of seasons, bring it back. Went back to the hood. Went to a liquor store with a hanger. Got this DVD out. You know, in the hood, they got them bulletproof shit. There's one DVD left. And went to one of their homies' house, watching him. Oh, that's Nipsey Hussle. I'm like, Nipsey Hussle? What a dope name. Like Nipsey Russell. Like, yo, he looks like Snoop. I sure did. We need to meet him. Mm. Oh, I'm going to find him. Who pulled up in the old-ass Cadillac? Big white tee. Dickie shorts. Big Malcolm X chain. Rolex. On Movado back then. And I said, y'all want to fuck with you. And the rest was history. But it wasn't as easy as everybody thought. Every label turned him down. Everybody was telling me, that's Big U, that's 60s. 
That's the like gang. These are, these are gang guys. It's the biggest gang in, in, in LA. They do this, they do that. You know, Big U is known for this and that. I'm like, really? Nicest guy in the world. <laughs> Yo, he looks like Snoop. Cool. I believe in it. Oh, yeah, no problem. I like his music. I don't give a fuck what you say. Fuck you. Everybody turn that down. So you get nine no's to one yes, you run with the yes. You plant your seeds to get your fruit. Unfortunately, we're living in a world that people are scared of people who are gang members, who have tattoos or been locked up. I don't judge, only God could judge. I like giving opportunities to people. Because you know what, if you really love the culture, the music business, and you're white, you need to live that street shit and understand that street shit because you're making money off that street shit. And I always knew it because I would be in the streets, but also be in the corporate. So that's what made me unique. And then, you know, Nipsey started blowing up, blowing up. Brought him to New York a few times. You I introduced him to you. You, were, yeah. you know, you weren't a believer in the beginning, but it was okay. Fat Joe wasn't a believer in the beginning. It's okay. And, but then New York started loving Nip, and I know we got something. And then what happens? I bring you to L.A. We do so many different things because, you know, we've done so many documents together. Death Before Dishonor, Hip Hop Police. We've did deals together. Real deals, paperwork, business, not no bully extortion shit. You should be proud of yourself that you have contracts with major corporations that most people who come home don't have that. So salute to you. And Thank salute you. to the big homie, Big U, because he's been home, did more than people who've never been to jail. Hey, DC, I want to cut you off one second. You know what makes you, makes you so unique, meaning... And you be and so successful is that you was able to deal. You you open the doors. You don't you you don't judge. You 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 just about business and 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 you go with your feelings. So it takes you a long way because a lot of people wonder. A lot of people even ask in my time, yo, but who's Steve? But how he gets to deal with you? That it's like people don't really want to talk to you, right? But you've got this guy Steve that's been behind your back, been with you the whole time you've been home. And how he goes to L.A. and he deals with the worst guy that nobody really want to deal with him and talk to him either. Facts. <laughs> it's just crazy. So everybody always be like, yo, but how he... And people ask me, do he get extorted? Do he? And I'll be like, no, he don't get no, extorted. Sir. Like, Steve is just one of the fellas. I don't even look... I never looked at Steve in no other way. I just know that Steve has been genuine since the day. And he's a go-getter. He's a hustler. And he stands on, on, on the beliefs. You know, on his belief, and, and he accepts. If you got something and you come to him with open doors and you genuine, and you know, I think you will go far with Steve. Well, you know why? Because I, I fear no one but God, and only God could judge. So who am I to judge you? Because you just came home when you got tattoos. And I always go with my gut. Mm. And I like to build relationships organically. Remember, me and you met, but we had to build a relationship organically. Of course. I don't like stuff forced or pressured or pushed or disrespected. So all my relationships that I have and my Rolodex is deep is all organic. You understand? So how are you going to be in a culture but don't want to help the culture or open the door for the culture to make money with or open opportunities and do business? Mm. I'm not running home to my house in Long Island hiding after 5 o'clock. I'm continuing on till 3 in the morning in the studio. Or I'm in the party with you. And I'm this with you. I'm on the road with you. You know, I said this the other day in a private conversation, which I will say on the dog in the yard on that yard talk. Because I never walked the yard, but I walked my yard, an acre and a half property that I built in a gated community that I worked hard for. That's my yard. And you also work with a lot of yard guys. Too. Yeah, so you understand? <laughs> Is that I sacrificed a lot, and I'm not cocky, I'm confident. The big difference, I sacrificed a lot for all the relationships I have and people I've did things with, 
for myself because I sacrificed me not having no children, me not getting married, time away from my family, if you remember. Mm-hmm. So don't think this is all sweet and dandy. Right. It's so not I easy. value my Rolodex and my relationships. I'm not just going to give it up to you without some equity. Mm-hmm. I like ownership and equity. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not here just for a bag. I don't talk bag talk. I talk bag talk and equity talk. Absolutely. So that's what makes me different. And, you know, people can see through the fake shit and the bullshit. See, this is the problem. Yo, Steve, I need to do this and that. Okay, Pete, I got you. And then I don't do it. You have every right to flip on me. But if I tell him to do something, I do it. But if I know I can't, I tell you that as a man. And you respect that. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are scared. So like, yeah, Pete, yeah, ha, ha. And they don't think they're going to see you a year later in the club or something. And that's what happens with my big homie, big you. They do that same stuff. And it comes around because you never know. You might be in his hood or you might be in the club where his homies are doing security. You just never know. So be a man. Just say something. You can't do it. Don't just say you're going to do something because you're in that situation. You're scared. And that's why a lot of these rappers and these so-called street dudes get jammed up. They don't got their word. They don't keep their word. Yeah, you're right. That's, I kept my word. That's the reason you are respected. You know what I'm saying? And not only respected, people love you. you know what I'm saying? Because I give because, respect, too. Because, of course. But not only that, you've always been genuine. You just you bring yourself. All you have is yourself. And if, and if you feel like, like you said, you want to help, can you, can you see that you can't help? You help. If you can't do it, you've always been straight up. I can't do it. And real people respect that. Meaning, those jail guys that you deal with, the one they say is the worst one, New York City, Pistol P, how you deal with them? By keeping it real with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How you deal with Big U? Keeping it real with him. And many you know more guys like yourself. And, and on top of that, you, you work. When you believe in something, you work. And, not, and you don't just work to a certain degree and be like, okay, you can take care of the rest from that point on. You stay there. I love until you Until the that. fucking shit is done. I love you for I that. don't you know care what? who the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't care how it is, where is it going, where Steve is at in the world. If we got something that has to get done and it's all the way in Manhattan somewhere over there, trust me, Steve is not giving up until he's either, trust me, Pete, you got to get there. No, I'm not there. Comfortable, this, that. But he makes it happen. You got to put the work in, brother. And when you say believe, if I don't believe in something, and we've been in a situation, that's why I don't believe in that, Pete. I don't want to do it. And you respect it. I have to believe in something because you don't want to get involved with something you don't believe in just to make your friend happy or for a check. Yeah. You got to believe in that stuff, that's you know? That's true. And, and, and at the end of the day, we look like geniuses because Nipsey became who he is. It's unfortunate what happened, but a lot of street dudes in, around the world especially in California, it could be the enemy to their hood, love and respect me because they saw what I did. I pushed that line to open those doors for them. Steve, wanted to. Steve, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how the fuck you did that. Because I go out of you, bro. <laughs> I'm a street guy from the Bronx. You know, they say this about me, that about me, all these beautiful things. I don't know how the fuck you deal with the shit that you deal with in California <laughs> and the people that you deal with as well. I'm gonna be honest. I I I I love California. I love the people. I just don't get a lot. I like de- dealing with Nipsey. I I dealed with Nipsey. I came out of movies you with Nipsey. You were in the Nipsey. movie with him. Bone Thugs and Army movie. I tried. Of course, you know. Thanks to Steve LaBelle. Uh, and I have and I met and I and, and Nips. I bring Nipsey. I brought Nipsey to Cyprus. Yep. I bring him to the Bronx. I bring Nipsey to around my hood. I we when he was young. Young. I know he always smoked weed. He always had me on a mission to go get his fucking weed. I did all that shit for him, but it 
was difficult. Man, I'm looking from the outside. I'm saying to myself, how the fuck Steve? Not knowing he was going to be that how big. How the fuck Steve had all this energy? Forget about not only knowing. Because to me, I'm saying to myself, because I'm being honest. I said, damn, Steve, you sure you think he can make it like this guy here? Because I seen the, the, the work that you had, the, 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 the shit that you dealt with. You was dealing with gang, music, labels. Like, it was, like, I'd be like, oh, shit, this fucking guy's like, all right, I guess Steve got it. He didn't, and I guess he, he did have it because he never mentioned, he never told me, hey, P, by the way, I have an issue. Steve just did what he had to do and never left Nipsey, believed in Nipsey. We also got into disputes about Nipsey, you know, you know, on the fact that, you know, I love Nipsey. Oh, my God, you know, I love Nipsey. You know, let him, let him rest in peace. So my brother came out of movies together, took him to my neighborhood, hung out with me, you know. And as, far as music, I used to be like, wow, you think he's going to, because he really was a gang member. This guy was a gang member. You have to respect that he was being himself. A lot yeah, of people acting yeah, he came to you like, oh, as a gang yeah. member, every, oh. every word is hood, this, word to, you know, hood. Yo, neighborhood, because, on hood. All that. He was really, and then I'm saying, okay, well, Steve got it. And he never gave up. That's one thing about Steve. He doesn't give up when he believes in a person. And, um, and that's what makes you real, it makes you unique. It makes you special, and a lot of people respect you for that. A lot, including myself, because you didn't. I mean, you met me through Joe, and that was it. But we built our relationship, and you never let me down. You would expect, and you would think that the world would be like, "Oh, by the way, uh, Pistols in the music game for the past twenty years," and it's because he was down with Terror Squad, and because Terror Squad, in fact, Joe helped them all out, and they put him in the game fast. It wasn't like that. I'm in the game because Steeler Bell put me in the game. <laughs> I'm a jail guy. I don't know nothing but to punch niggas out and, you know, like I'm just running around with Steve and Steve is like, I don't even know how he dealt with me because I'm a nice guy now. So I'm like, <laughs> Steve is like, every time I come around, I'm like, what's up with this dude? You know, and, you know, that's like a lot of energy taken from a person that never dealt with a guy like me. So for him to deal with kind of a guy like me, you, it's only right that I, that, on a platform like this and an opportunity like this that I have you, I have to give you your roses. Thank you. Let me I tell you something. I have to tell you what it is. You know, I, I'm a passionate dude, and I appreciate the kind words. When I'm passionate about something, you can't tell me nothing. I'm going to put that oh, word. Oh, I know that. And you know what it is? When you said, how did I deal with you? I needed to get to know you. I need to understand that you're a human being, and, and you have morals and principles, but you don't come from where I come from. I, don't, I haven't been in prison like you. Mm-hmm. I didn't deal with the situation you dealt with, but it doesn't matter because I learned from you and you learn from me, but I still got to give you an opportunity if God wants this to happen. And we built a relationship with Gallagher and it happened. And we've been friends ever since. Steve, but you know how big it is for a person like yourself that I don't know to go to your house, stay in your house, live in your house. That's all appreciated, bro. I appreciate that, you that taking shit, me to your hood. That shit was big to me. Like, uh, I mean, I'm going to steal the house. I've been, I've been in jail 100 years. Now I'm in a big old fucking house and I'm not gonna say where you live at. I mean, right? Up in the hills somewhere, right? Yeah, you know. And uh, and um, 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 they're riding bikes, all the toys. I'm like a kid. Yeah. You know, when I was small, I didn't have no, you know, I had to steal my motorcycle, I had to steal my bike. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm in there like he got all the little toys in his house, I'm around the neighborhood. They got uh <laughs> all the all the all the actors around down the block, you got uh uh Vivica Fox. Fox, 50 cents around the corner where he used to Tell that story. You want to tell that story? I'm no, so caught. Okay. Like, I meant to, 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 to say, like, Steve put 
put me in the game, he took me out of Cyprus. You know what I'm saying? He took me out of Cyprus because I'm coming home. But guess what? I'm saying to myself, oh shit, what the fuck I'm gonna do? I mean, I extorted all these drug dealers. I mean, I don't wanna do that anymore. You know, so I gotta pick, and Steve, honestly speaking, Steve changed my way of looking at this. And what and it wasn't easy, because I have Steve had fought with me through the whole fucking time. This is the most time. This this is the time that he had. And we argue. We argue today. <laughs> but we haven't argued in 10 years. Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is, he kept going and never, 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 never gave up, never gave up, never gave up. And, and everywhere I go, I tell motherfuckers. I tell Joe. I tell him. I tell a person, tell me he's going to do something to Steve. I tell him. You cannot put your hands on Steve. Mm-mm. I know he got you mad, and you might be wrong, you might be right, but you cannot put your hands on Steve. Because I know I'm you calling me your OG and all that, that old way. <laughs> so I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, and I never got to really tell you a lot of this, but the truth is, like, you really changed my way and of, 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 of a lot of shit. Because I don't know what could have happened with me without your guidance. Without you being in and taking me to the office, I'm around a bunch of fucking white people, you know, they just be real, right? I'm around a bunch of white people, and I'm in a fucking office, and all of a sudden they cutting checks, I'm signing contracts. I'm like, I mean, all I know how to do is bust my fucking gun and crack somebody's head. So I'm like, all right, where you want me to sign? Steve come to me and say, yo, this guy here wants uh, another, he wants, uh, he wants two rappers. He give you a hundred thousand pieces, He's give him two or three rappers. I'm like, two or three rappers for a hundred thousand? That's just too easy for me. I mean, we're gonna get him 20. We're gonna get him from sugar all the way down. Because that's just the way I am. And I learned all those, all those values and all that, 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 that strive, that hunger, and, 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 and that goal, that horse, and, and, and that vision, and don't let it go until it's done. Steve. Thank you. We work for hours, though. We don't want to take it. We don't want handouts. Let's give it up for Steve, man. You know, we don't want to take it. We don't want handouts. We want to work for hours. That's one thing about our respect from you. And I appreciate you saying you took me to your house and a gated community, those hills, and da da da. But guess what? Let me fuck your head up. I appreciate you taking me to your hood. Because I, I would never go to your hood. What am I going there for? I'm not a crackhead, a heroin addict. Yeah, you're not, not going to. Only time I'm going to Bronx, Yankee Stadium. And I'm in and out. Think about this. So you showed me something I would have never seen. So I appreciate you for showing me that. The projects. Because when I go up in Queens, wasn't no project projects like the Bronx. Mm -hmm. Bronx was crazy. Only time I would go to Bronx, 1993, to go to Fat Joe's clothing store. Mm -hmm. 560 clothing. Right. So I beat her. I ate your mom's house, bro. She cooked me food. You understand? So I'm just letting you know, you have to look at it that way, too. Not just because I just showed you a gated community, big house, actresses, actresses, and you driving motorcycles, playing basketball, walking around your, you know, boxes, chilling. Most people don't really get out the hood to even see that. So you appreciated that, but I also appreciated you taking me to your block. And I'm walking in your block with my Rolex on, and I feel comfortable. Not many people you invite, they coming. Mm -hmm. They're going to think, oh, Pete's setting me up. Because mm -hmm. most rappers, Pete, they're not coming to your hood. And when they come to Cali, most rappers and executives are not going south of Wilshire. Right. Steve's there with his top-down Rolex on, chilling. It's respect. It's not about color, race, religion, where you've been. It's just respect. Mm -hmm. You give respect, you get respect. And I wouldn't have been in this business so long if I had bad karma and I did people wrong. You understand? Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, and that and that leads to, you know, believing in who you are and what you can do with yourself. Look what I did with Scott Storch, man. We didn't even get to talk about that. No, we're going, we're going to. No, you know? we're going to. We just had to give you yeah, your, We just wanted that. to let it be known and give you your flowers when, when, when the platform is yeah, here. Because you know what I'm going to say it on camera, right? And shout out to Box and Dice. You know, to me, I could call out so many names of so many rappers in this game that I witnessed throw that rag in the garbage, run out the city, how to get back their fake chains. I won't say names, because 99% of these rappers are fake, and I've seen it. And I don't expect these guys that I've helped or made rich or famous and opened doors for to give me my flowers and roses. But I'll tell you this, Pete, <clears throat> and I have no chip on my shoulder. I know when I die, that's when I'll get it. And you know what? I don't believe in that type of stuff. I want to give people their flowers and roses when they're alive. Because when they're dead, it means nothing. When Dice said, yo, Steve, when you do interviews, don't really talk about this and that. And you even told me that today, too. And I want to take your advice. But sometimes, you know, I wanted to stick my chest out a little bit and let it be known. Because you know what? If there's not people like you guys, maybe some people won't say it. And they shouldn't. I sacrificed a lot and lost my mom and a lot of people, and a lot of artists that were real in heaven for that. So I respect you for that. You know, I got to learn that sometimes, like, you know, and I want to give myself the pat in the back because you know what? And you know this, Pete. You were kicked to the curb. Mm -hmm. Again, like 90-some percent of these rappers, man, it's all, it's all a facade, bro. I've seen it all, bro. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to give myself my own flowers because you know why, Pete? I know you. I don't even call you Pistol. I don't even call you Pete. I call you Peter because you're my brother. You really are my brother. You were there when my mom passed away. You know my father. Like, seriously. I'm going to beat up the doctor. I know that. And you know what? You're a guy who comes home and, you know, like, stories is like, yo, Pete, you know, he stabbed everything up on the aisle and they created mittens for him. He got a razor in his dick. I'm like, whoa, this guy's crazy. I be telling my dad, he's like, I love that type of shit. You know what I mean? But they really, society and corporations and business, they running from you. Mm -hmm. They kicking you to the curb. Like, you're done. Oh, he's going to go back to jail for the rest of his life. And they kick you to the curb. You know why? Because they're scared of someone like you. And they shouldn't. They should get to know someone like you. So they'll, they'll want to fuck with you out of fear. I didn't fuck with you out of fear. You know what I mean? And that's why a lot of these guys get jammed up. And I've been in situations you do promise yourself. They'll give you the wrong number. We'll catch them a year later. Because karma's a motherfucker. Goes around, comes around. So when they kick you to the curb, you just, you know, you get up stronger than ever. And you say, you know what? No problem. Because you know what the best revenge is? Success. And that goes into Scott Storch to me. But let me tell you something. Just, just saying that right there, right? Even when I got kicked, even when I started uh, uh, Kill O' Rats, right? I came home with that, the whole Kill O' Rat mentality. Everybody said, oh, man. Not only he's Pistol Pete, but now you got Pistol Pete and now you got Kill O' Rats. Holy shit, this guy got a whole fucking gang and everybody's screaming out his name. Screaming out all the rap, Kill O' Rat. You know, hey, where Kill O' Rats? Oh, oh. Kill a rat, uh oh, and it's like everybody's kill a rat. A bunch of people just, shit just started getting too crazy out of hand. Nobody believed in it. You know, I believe in it myself. I'm saying, you know what? I'm a, um, Steve, trust me, Steve motivated me. Steve was like, yo, just go, just work. I, I, found, I found my back. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, my back. I started putting these local artists, knowing all the rest of the famous artists. I decided that I wanted to go. And put people on that probably never see the chance to do a song with Jay with, with, with Jada Kiss 
over Sean Kingston. Ever, ever, ever. These artists that I put on, that I had on my Killover album, they will never do a song with all the guys they got an album with. They could actually tell their kids, in 10 years from now, I did an album with this guy and all that. It's about creating memories and legacies. And I went that route because I believe in the struggle. It was already in Britain. I've always been like that, which I believe in, in the struggle. I believe in what my... my, my you, know, you gave people opportunities to build a legacy and do different right, things so, that they would never still, do. I wasn't able to do it if you didn't believe That's God, and, bro. And, what, and what I had, my vision. And you, you brought me up, because I have to bring this up. You brought me up to Alan Grumblatt. I'm saying, which, which, which is another, which is another person that I sincerely wish him the best, and I love him, just for the opportunity when nobody else gave it to me. Alan Grumblack, Steve went up there. I, I please, I need an album deal. You know, okay, you know, they gave me my first single deal, and it, from the rest was history. But. I'm just wanting to let you know. With a plan, though, an instruction, we had to present it to get the money Yo, to do the crazy, business. We went there professionally. Yeah, no, we went, we went. Steve said, put your work in. And once the work is in, and once Steve seen that I was in the hood, kill a rasp, album, mixtapes, working in the studio. Yo, Steve, every time you come around, yo, I just found this other kid from this block. And when I put four local artists on, and Steve was like, yes, keep going. He took me to the label. Said, and I'm going to give Peter's roses now because tomorrow's not promised. And we're living in a fucked up society, but sometimes I give myself the roses. That's what I was saying earlier, because they'll kick you to the curb and they'll like you and promote you and shout you out when you're dead. We need to support each other when we're alive. Facts. Not many people we wish were back alive right now that we could tell them we love them or like their picture or comment. And there's some fucking dickheads in the industry right now who, who know you a long time, won't even like your picture or comment mm -hmm. or nothing. And it's funny, right? I met a lot of people that I probably would have never run across paths with in the music industry. There's one guy, right? I'm watching a live a few months ago, and it's your man Billy Blanco and Tone from Success Clothing. Right. So I'm in the live. He's happy to get on there, and that's when there's corona, corona, corona shit, quarantine. I'm bored. I'm in the live. And I, I comment, like, yeah, Steve, man, he's from L.A., right? So Tone Success talking, all this stuff. So I said, yo, let's get on the live after, bro. You need to get to know me. I get on his live with him. And he's like, yo, where you from? I said, from New York. I thought you from L.A. I'm like, it's cool. He's vibe. He goes, I ask you a question. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you dress like that? You talk like that all the time? I'm like, the fuck does that mean? He goes, but you know, you're in the music business. You're in the court world. You, you really talk like that every day? And you, you act like that? And yeah. But he, he's a street dude. And he was probably like, yo, how does he, you know, because everybody's got a thing. Neither Bell's never changed. Adidas, Rolex, white tee. Talk the way I talk. And been very successful. So never stereotype, but I'm not dissing, I'm saying to you is that people don't think, they think that, oh, they go get the check, you got to go put the suit and tie on. Did I wear a suit and tie to a fucking meeting? I wear a suit and ties to funerals, bar mitzvahs, weddings, and court. And they're going to have to wear that a long time. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to be yourself at all times. A lot of people are scared to be themselves. And then there are actors out there trying to be someone they're not, and that gives a false implication of who you are, and that's why the youth needs things like this. This, to me, is the modern-day scared straight. When I seen that fucking scared straight back then, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Seriously. Because I've never been to the penitentiary, never been to up north. I visit a lot of people up north. Visit people on Rikers Island. But yo, so freedom is priceless. And I always tell people, like, man, I got homies and friends. They're never coming home. I love going to Hawaii. I love getting a massage when I want from my girl. I love having some Twinkies. 
I love having some Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Do what the fuck I want when I want. Go to jail, you don't do what the fuck you want when you want. Everything's jail is cool, it's crazy. Facts. Steve, so now, uh, all right, I want to move on from, from all that. Uh, I want to go a little bit how- Well, I got an invoice. It's like a Steve Lovell documentary. How you, got, how, you got to, how you got to meet Scott Storrs in his worst state of his, of his life? Because I know Scott, when he was big as fuck, probably one of the best and most impressive house to me, it was like fucking Scarface house in my face. So from that to, you know, from a person like that that, put, that had it all and losing it all, and how he managed to bump into the right guy. <laughs> you know, that's crazy how he met the so, right guy. Because I feel like nobody else could have helped push. Like, I just don't... I'm, I'm, honestly speaking, i never seen Scott Storrs with any role models. Anybody that, that, that were actually... I, when I heard that he was doing so bad, I wanted to get a hold of him. Because I was like, damn, man, he, I love what he had. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to lose it. You know, I like, I like him. You know, I, res- I, I like the fact that he had, he worked so hard for what he got. So it was such a blessing when I when I heard that. Oh, next day I heard, yo, Steve is the uh, manager, Scott Storr. I was like, huh? How that? It's crazy, man. Um, me being in the music industry over 30 years, I never knew Scott. I never hired him to do any production on any albums I worked with. Remember, I never managed a producer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with all the artists I worked with, you know, we worked with other producers and we worked with Bone Thugs, you know, those people. So, now everybody has their own cliques. So, I knew of them. And I would just sit from afar if I ever seen it come up with this. I'm like, hey, you cocky motherfucker. You cocky motherfucker. But you know what? There's probably something behind that. But I don't know him, so who am I to judge and assume? But, you know, that's an impression. He had all the jewelry, he had all this stuff. But I said... Probably had some demons, but I never knew him. Mm-hmm. So I ran into him. I don't know how I wound up in this fucking house. We wound up in the house, me and my man, and um, he's in this big house and waiting for him for hours. Even though maybe just go there, he comes down in a robe like Scarface. So you know me, I'm like, what's this? And you got me sitting for hours. And dude's like, yo, you got five grand, I'll give you three beats. He was fucking out of his mind. And he wanted that money for those beats, probably for the coat. So I'm taking for some pizza. Went to go see the pizza and stuff. Still the same thing, yo. And I was like, nah, I'm cool, bro. Never saw him again. I was in Vegas with Ayaz. And Ayaz had big records, bro. And we go to Vegas, we had that sweet, 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 sweet. Steve O'Brien's own. <laughs> My man has his own, he got his own. Hey, ah, yes. I remember he was just you regular. You know, you wouldn't artist people, you don't understand this, right? He's just a regular, my little man. The hotel, man. Yeah, the hotel. Believe. You know, the promoter pays for the hotel. could be in the car. The pay, yeah, yeah he, he was infatuated with jewelry, you help him get it. So, uh, when you were an artist traveling, the, the promoter's paying for the, your flight as well, your suite as well if you want, your food, everything's free. So, for some reason, I was leaving, and my man was like, yo, Scott just called, he wants your suite. I give it to him. I don't even know how the fuck he called. Still trying to figure it out. My man Dirty. So, whoever thought that would manage Scott years later, and he tells me, like, hey, man, you remember when you gave me that hotel? I'm like, nah. He goes, that was the worst day of my life. I'm like, what happened? I was in that room. I did so much cocaine. My nose is blood, 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 blood. I'm like, yo, it's funny. My man said, check on you. But I didn't. 
He said the towels was just bloody. What was it? In Vegas. He said it was the worst day of my life. He says my nose just kept running and running and running and running. That was my worst day of my life. But this was years before I even got to work with him. He brought that back up. He's like, man, I did so much coke. My shit was just gushing. But the next morning, my man went to just check on him in the room. He was gone. He was like, yo, you should call him up. That might be dead. There was so much blood. But who knew? Years later, when I started working with Scott, he told me. So how I get to work with Scott is a question. I think I'm you. I think I'm you. I think I'm Jimmy Kimball. I think I'm Johnny Carson, rest in peace. I'm going to do a talk show. So I created a podcast six years ago. Everybody's like, it's a podcast. I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to talk to you. My first interview, J. Cole. I'm not a journalist. J. Cole's fucking getting big. I'm sitting down. I got my Blackberry. I'm twitching like I'm on Coke. A little nervous. I'm asking questions. We're sitting down. I'm pulling up to people with the cameras and interviewing them on the spot. On site. On motherfucking site. J. Cole, Afrojack, DJ Mustard. We're going to use that commercial. Be, be real. Crazy bone. You name it, go Google it. I interviewed them and pulled up, sat up in their environment. Mm. It started going through complex, started blowing up. So I say to myself, one day, that's why in life, you never burn bridges, you never know who. The janitor could be the CEO, the CEO could be the fucking janitor. Everything goes up, must come down, always remain humble. You always said that. So I see Raul, Terror Squad Raul. I used to drive around in a van in 1993 with Fat Joe and eat McDonald's every day and have $40 a day per diem for like eight Puerto Rican guys that want to beat me up. But they had respect for me and I said, you're not going to beat me up from Queens. So, sorry guys. <laughs> but Alan Grumba had only gave me $40 for all these fucking guys. And they're two fat guys punning Joe Juanito to I see Raul with Scott on Instagram. Hit up Raul. Yo, Raul, I need that. He what? I need an interview with Scott. <laughs> got you. Pull up his address. So I got my two ca- my camera guys, three cameras like this. Pull up to Scott's house. I pull up, ring the bell. No one's answering. It was a setup? Nah, Raul's never do this to me. Ringing the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. Finally, someone opens the door. Go in the backyard. Scott's sitting there by himself. Sober, clean. Never seen him like that. I thought he was. Maybe he wasn't, but he was. He was clean. He was. He was a marijuana. So Raul's not there. Like, yo, where's Raul? He's like, he's not here. All right, let's do this interview. So we do the interview. As soon as the interview's over, Scott goes, you want to manage me? But in the same sentence, you got Dr. Dre's number. I had Dr. Dre's number. I said, no. Remember, Scott got on through Dre. But he burnt Dre, and when he was drugged up, he fucked a lot of people over. I'm like, nah, I don't got the number, bro. Maybe I'll manage you. Give me 24 hours. So I leave. I call up one of my partners in Holland, who's my partner in music, publishing. Yo, Scott wants to manage. He's like, yo, it's funny. I was going to try to find him because I found a business card from someone a long time ago, and I was going to reach out to see what he was doing. I'm like, wow, you want to do it? I yeah, man, we should do it. Call Scott. I said, yo, I'm going to come see you the next day. I go back to that house. Scott's sitting there by himself. I said, I'll manage you, but I don't have Dr. J's number. Before I say I'm going to manage him, I have so much integrity. I call his ex-manager. No one's not his manager. And I know. I call him, he's like, good luck. <laughs> Hung up on me. I was like, that's disrespectful. But I didn't call him back. Two years later, I see him at the Knicks game. He's like, damn, Steve. Wow. I salute you. 
I don't know how you did it. So start managing Scott. First year, terrible, terrible decision. Mm. I'm like, man, it's a producer. That means I got to sell beats like I'm slanging to make money. I got artists. They doing shows all the time. I'm traveling the world. Yeah. We get money. This guy's not a guy who leaves the house. He's making beats. That means you got to go give someone a beat. Hopefully, you're going to buy the beat. First year was terrible, Pete. This is where I talk about it kick you to the curb. You come home from jail, they thinking you're an animal. Fuck him. He's a menace to society. I don't care what Peter fucking does. Scott, you made a lot of people rich, a lot of people famous, and the whole industry kicked him to the curb. Lost $100 million, man. I would, my, my chest hurt me right now. I probably would have killed myself, right? We say it, but we wouldn't. First year is rough, man. Everybody I'm calling is like, Steve, <laughs> you're crazy. This guy's a drug addict. This guy took our money. This guy burnt our bridges, everything. I'm not giving up. You know why? I believe. I go with my gut. I got my gut with Pete. We're rolling the dice, Pete. Lock up, Pete. And we're going to crash that wall open. And you believe in someone. So, I'm like, I, gotta, I need a different approach. This is going to sound crazy to you. I'm out to lunch. A guy named Jamie Adler. You met him. Mm-hmm. He's a booking agent. Who we had lunch with? Whack 100. Mm. Whack manages game. Putting the tour together. I said, Whack, can you bring Chuck over? Chuck is game. You know, the rapper game. I work with Scott. He goes, hell no. Scott wasted our time in Miami, blah, blah, blah. I said, do it for me. Bring Chuck over. Next day, he brought Chuck over. Jeremiah came. Made a hit record. All eyes on me. I say, Scott, we're putting your name on the beginning of the song. What do you mean? I never done that before. We're going to put a tag so people know it's you. Scott Storch. Record went, blew the fuck up. Alan Grumbach was like, wow, you just really helped game. That's a big radio record. Mm-hmm. Record went gold. Blah, 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 blah. Scott's name's on the radio. That was that. Based off that. Another year goes by. Still trying to do the stuff. No one wants to work with him. He's on drugs this whole time. No, he's, now he's clean. He's on weed. Okay. No one wants to work with him. Just second year in, I'm like, fuck. Man, I could be on tour right now. I, I committed to this. I got to stick with this. Like, I can't, I, 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 I can't just run away from this. I call up Monty Lipman. Monty Lipman runs Universal Republic. Everybody and their mother's on Universal Republic. I said, hey, not, do you think we get Scott? I'm bragging now. I'm thinking I got Scott's thoughts. It's going to be easy. Hey, how did Nicki Minaj work with Scott? He goes, nah. Call Eminem's manager. Everybody's like, nah, cool. I'm calling everybody right now. Calling every manager, every A&R, every executive, and they're saying they're cool. I'm like, this industry's fucked up. This guy made so many hits. In this shit's cold right? blood in this industry. Cold blood. I mean, everybody, so I'm like, I got to figure something different out. But one thing Monty said to me. One of the biggest executives in the game, always a name, always a threat. Always a name, always. I wrote that down 10 times. Always a name, always a threat. Always a name, always a, name, always a threat. Pistol Pete, always a name, always a threat. Uh, and talent never leaves. If Pete knows how to do tattoos, his talent's never going to leave, no matter if he was on drugs or went to jail. Wrote it down 10 times. Talent never leaves. Talent never leaves. Just put my blinders on. I said, okay. I got to do something different. Now, Scott's like, yo, I need to get in with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Now, we're stuck in our ways. We're stubborn. Scott Storch is very stubborn, stuck in his ways. Yo, I need to get in this. I need to get with this. I'm like, 
not happening. So my approach was to find out who was coming up and put him in. And sure enough, A Boogie and Don Q were in LA. Motherfuckers in New York telling me you're popping. I said, pull up the Scots. They pull up 40 deep. Scott's like, what the fuck's in my house? What are you doing with all these fucking people? I'm like, bro, go in the studio and make as many records with him and him. A Boogie and Don Q, I'll babysit. Hours went by, they got video cameras going. I'm like, yo, Scott, get in the video, Rolls Royce. Duh, 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 duh. They're getting crazy. I'm like, yo, anybody touch anything in this house, you won't go back to New York. Everybody needs to respect this house. You're in my other city right now. I happened to FaceTime Percy, Terror Squad, High Bridge. Yo, Purse, oh, you with my little homie, Steve. Yo, you know you with this, Steve. That's in there making records. What happens? A Boogie blows up. Don Q blows up. PB Rocks blows up. We're getting plaques. Well, we on to something here. My man Key to Rock from Rolling 60s used to run with Suge. You met him, got death row on his face. Only Crip rocking with Suge. He locked up in Arizona for life, but he might be coming home. He from 6-0. His son, great kid, big executive now. He calls me. Um, got this kid. No one fuck him. His name's Roddy Rich. Cool name. Did we get him with Scott? Come on over. Hell yeah. Roddy Rich come. Down below. Blows the fuck up. All, all this shit happening. Who's staying down with you? Um, Scott now through this whole shit? Chris Brown? Bad joke. Chris Brown come. Undecided. Boom. Triple platinum. Post Malone. Boom, 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 boom. Rush. Trippy red. Bop, 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 bop. Even 6 9 before he did all that shit. Hits. Bop, bop. Plaques. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yes, what? No, which one? No, you need to no, not with Joe. He not just, Joe. Joe just was there for him. Yeah, support. So now, I'm like, yo, this feels good. I'm 50-some. I haven't had a plaque in years. Record sales are not the same way. It's streaming. And we got new, fresh plaques with Scott Storch. And now all these motherfuckers who didn't take my call and didn't want to work with them, they took my call because they had to respect me. They gave me opportunities when I did it. And they say, yo, you don't stop. You really seen something, huh? And they kept calling. Okay, no problem. What's the budget? Bring them on in. And now we got Chloe and Haley. Do a record. Might win a Grammy next year. We just made them get their first gold plaque ever. That's Beyonce's group. Scott gave Beyonce her first gold plaque 20 years ago. Came full circle. We have so many records that you, your daughter and your son probably TikToks to that Scott did. Megan Thee Stallion. We flipped N-E-Z, Boys in the Hood. It's called Girls in the Hood. Easy was my man. How did that happen? Bold. This interview will probably be out after. Ariana Grande album coming out. She got that record. Jack Harlow. All relevant stuff. So my wall's hefty now with new relevant stuff. Scott's back. I connected him back with Dr. Dre. Had a meeting with Dr. Dre and him. Scott didn't have his glasses. Dre's like, nah, I can look you in your eyes. We did a documentary with Vivo. We did this deal, that deal, da, 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 da. Phone's ringing. No emotions. How much you got? Not, man, fuck you. You didn't believe in it. Because you know one thing I learned from a basketball player is my neighbor? I said, Oh, right? yeah, what was his name? Jason. Jason, I said, yeah, I remember. How the fuck you deal with all these emotions and egos and all these teams with all these guys and you from the hood? He's from 60s. He says, bro, let me tell you something. No emotions. How much checks they got for me? No emotions. So I'm in locker rooms with this one. I'm playing with this one. This one thinks he's tough. This one thinks he's that. So I took his advice. 
Because I learn every day, bro. Even though I'm going to be 55, I learn every day. Every day, of course. I said, no emotions. So when those people called who said no, how you doing? Well, I want to say, fuck you. What do you got? What's the budget? No problem. Come on. Smile on people's face. Keep enemies close. And we just did it. And he's back. And it's just another thing to me to say, told you so. I said, we're going to win a Grammy. I just put that in existence. You might win a Grammy next year with Chloe and Ellie. The record's called Do It. I'm sure your daughter knows the record. Mm. It's the biggest TikTok song. So, and then we're sitting in something that I'm very proud to say that I would go to the Phoenix house. It's a, it's a rehab center for juvenile delinquents coming from juvie. Mm. And for eight years out here, I would go and I would bring white tees, socks, and underwear. Y'all don't think you knew about this. I would go and bring these kids these clothes. They were from 13 to 18. And I would bring celebrities to come speak. And we would bring the rappers to speak, and they would respect that. Some of those kids got out of there where I'm getting football numbers, go back to jail, this, that. We helped a lot of people's lives. Who knew 10 more years later that I have a treatment center with a studio on it like that one had, bringing celebrities here to speak to our guests here. Mm. But the biggest thing is the end result is redemption. Your redemption story is crazy. Absolutely. Scott Storch, 100 million cocaine, gone, the biggest producer. You were in that house. I wasn't. All the beautiful women, I wasn't around it. His yachts, his cars. I only hear the stories. If I was around back then, Pete, I would have got you, big you. Oh, we would have tied him up and cleaned him up. But at the end of the day, God comes in people's lives for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be around that because I don't do coke. I don't give a fuck about all the women in the cars and stuff because that doesn't make me. What makes me is this. So he's back. And the final thing I brought to him was, and we're not done. I said, we're going to open a rehabilitation center. He's like, mm -hmm. huh? So we're going to open a treatment center. That's big. My man Frank that I grew up with, who got arrested us with the outlaws. See how it comes full circle? Yeah. With the outlaws. Da -da -da. He's like, what? We're opening a treatment center. Ten minutes from your house to make you comfortable. You're going to come here and do music. You're going to come here and speak. You're going to own your own treatment center. Dr. Dre calls him and says, wow. What a great thing for your legacy. Because, you know, rappers go and they go get a clothing deal. We did, da, da, da. And open a treatment center and you were a drug addict? He came and back. And that would change people's lives and help people's lives. He came back. Yeah. Thank God. And he's clothing his cannabis. Not me, God. Thank to God, but thank to Steve for believing in him and never leaving him alone. But you know what he, yeah, but you know what he tells me? He says, yo, I wish I had you back then, but I wish I didn't have you back then. You know why he said that? This is very important to the viewers and everybody in this room. I wish I had you then, but I wish I didn't have you back then because it wouldn't have made me who I am today to have that. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, now he's involved in a treatment center, right? And, you know, people are like, wow, like, that's what you call redemption. And coming back and changing your whole life and giving back and helping people. And because of my relationships and in life, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I had the relationship with someone I grew up with, how crazy it goes in a small circle that a gentleman that was got arrested me with the outlaws and now we own a treatment center and Scott's involved and he didn't, have, he didn't even know who Scott was. Now Scott has this business to give back. He comes here and he does music studios in this studio and we speak and we bring different celebrities and it's working. that's what you call diversifying your portfolio and business. Most rappers in this pandemic just woke up too late. No studio in the house, not owning their house, not having other businesses, whoever would thought there'd be no live shows. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with Scott's thing, it was such a great thing for me to say now we're in, you know, and, and look, 
you say, you know, thanks to Steve, but, uh, you know, he calls me a drill sergeant. He calls me a fucking dickhead. He calls me his manager. He calls me his best friend, but guess what? If I'm not on him and disciplining him and getting him out of his fucking stubborn ways, like I do to you sometimes and this one and that one, that's why it draws big, you respect me, you respect me because I'm not a yes man. So it goes back to when I said earlier, a lot of artists out here, a lot of people out here, they got yes men around them and dick rides around them and wave rides and they're scared to tell them something that's truth. They feel like they're going to get fired or not have a job. So Scott, you know, it's be funny because I'll call him and we'll, we'll talk. Like, bro, like, you're stressing me out, man. You just stop pushing me, man. Stop pushing. Motherfucker, got to push you to get better and, and be greater and do this and do that. And then, you know, then for three days I won't talk to him. He's like, bro, what the fuck? You don't pick up? I'm like, you miss me? He's like, yeah, I need that. Yeah. Because he never had that. So I'm his drill sergeant. You know what? And we're going to do 10 push-ups. Even though we can't do 50, we'll do 10. Yo, we're going to work with this artist. Trust me. Yo, I know you didn't trust no one. Yo, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And you know what's so funny? We're both Sagittarius. We're both initials S. We both love good food, Italian food specifically, and sweets. We don't have a lot in common. We have music in common. We became really cool and close, bro, like bros. And I'm a little older than him, but he respects me, bro. And I always ask him, are you happy? He's like, huh? Are you happy with yourself? You love yourself. No one's ever asked him that. He was fighting so many demons. He was around so many bad people. People just using him. But when you're at the bottom, Pete, where you locked up for 17 years and no one's really there for you, that's when you really know who your real friends are. Of course. So that's the type of dude I am, man. I'm, I'm not a yes man. Yeah. Steve, man, that was a hell of an um, interview, man. We're not I, done. I, I, I want to let you know that, uh, I, know that I really appreciate you, know, you opening up and telling us stuff that we never heard. You know, for the viewers to know that, you know, that it's not easy, but it takes a lot of dedication and work. You know what I'm saying? And good people around you. Sometimes it's hard to really find them, but there's people, it's really good people out there that will help you. You know, you just, you know, so it might not happen today, tomorrow, but eventually, you know, just keep the good faith and, 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 and the good positive vibe. And I believe that, you know, all dreams will come true. You just keep that same vibe because... I went through that shit. I went through, you know, fighting my demons and being negative and stuff and all that. And just by, you know, by having people like yourself, you know, that just push you and be like, nah, I'm going back to Cyprus and shit, Steve. What you doing? Nah, nigga, you going over there. We got a party downtown. Uh, they got all these celebrities, 10 of the motherfuckers over there, and you need to be over there in Cyprus. You did that to me, too. You used to take me from there. I used to be, every little thing that we get, uh, I'm going back to the hood. Let me go back. To, let me go back over in the chairs. Boy, you know, my fly shit, go to the hood. You know, let's go, buddy. Let's go downtown. We got another show in Brooklyn, da-da-da. Nah, you did that. To network, to politics. So, so, so you know, that, that keeps you, it, it, it's just good to have people like that. You know, you don't have, sometimes you don't have your own family support. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Your family don't support you. They turn your back on you. They talk shit about you. You know what I'm saying? They be like, oh, he's full of shit. He don't even come over here. You know, a lot of shit happens. So, you know, for you to be by Scott Stores, what I'm saying to you is that it's a blessing. It's a blessing to him. It's a blessing to me. It's a blessing to a lot of people because you just never had nobody. That, you know, no matter, I could have all these friends here, the one, two, two, three, four, five, six. And probably the only one that could probably say something to me that that's around me now is you and Dice. Because 
Mm, I don't. I don't really get too much of of the of the of, of that with anybody else, which is okay, because I, I I was I was already blessed with one. Now I got my other guy that could tell me about myself. I'm blessed with that. You know what I'm saying? And that keeps me focused. Sometimes, so that's the same thing with Scott. You done that? Yeah. You know what it is? You are who you hang around with. And you know, with Nipsey, it was the same situation. No one really believed in that too. And it was like, oh, he's rolling sixty crip, and he looks like Snoop Dogg. So. Again, you have to believe in yourself, believe in what you could do in your gut, and go with it, right? And, you know, look, a lot of people be like, yo, where you get those throwback pictures from? You know, I got some crazy throwbacks, even when people call me like, yo, you got any of me now? Because back then, hey, we yo, really didn't want to take pictures. Yeah. Back in the days, we really didn't want to take pictures. It's true. You know, we in the cut. We think it's the big boys watching, or, you know, we just hey. in the cut, and we didn't think that was cool. But when Instagram came, it's cool. So... It shows you my growth. And in life, if you don't have growth and you're a dinosaur and don't know how to grow into fossil fuel, stay relevant, which is very hard in this game, you know that, you're fucked up. And if you got negative around you and people telling you you ain't shit and you can't do it, you're around the wrong people. So less is more. Quality over quantity. I got a saying that we say that money comes and goes, but history stays. If you can continue to make history, you're always going to make money. Mm. That's what you're doing right now, creating history with this to make new money. See, my whole career has been on cruise control. A lot of people go up, and they came down and never got back up. I just knew how to play the middle the whole time, which I'd rather have a career like that with consistency than not. So with everybody out there watching that are trying to do something in life, and, and, and I'm going through this with my little nephew right now, it's like he doesn't know what he wants to do. And when he hit a roadblock, you know that when you're young, it's like, Keep your blinders on. I, I, always, I know you always always talk about it, but you got to have those blinders on because there's so many distractions and demons and devils mm -hmm. and haters and people don't want to see you succeed and yeah. jealous motherfuckers. Facts. And, you, know, you know, New York need to fucking stop that because New York is the biggest with that. Who got the bigger chain? Fuck them. Who got the, the fur coats popping bottles? Who got all that epidemic shit made you realize, like, yo, I need all that money back. Fuck the private jets. You're worrying about impressing each other when you should have more unity. I'm just speaking on New York. I'm from New York, but, you know, create a structure, make some goals, make a plan, that an end result. When you start a dog in the yard, you came to an idea. I wasn't, we're going to do it. We had to go find the camera crew, the this, the that, the editor, the, the, like every part of the team. Together, everybody achieves more. Pete ain't doing this by himself. We need to find the funding. We need to find the distribution. We need to find this. And that's connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. And that's why... Don't always chase the rapper. Chase the guy who has the plug, the connect, or the access. Behind, be, behind, behind the, the scenes. And you know what? I'm out of behind the scenes because I did some TV shows like Millionaire Matchmaker, Missy Elliott, and I'm socially involved in Instagram now. And people know me, but at the end of the day, I'm the coach. And I'm writing my book, The Coach Last Longer Than a Player. But just be organized. Never take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. Always follow up. Always follow up. And communicate. Communication is key. You have children, you have wives, a wife. You have to communicate. You can't just say, ah, I don't need a call. Ah, I don't need to go check on them. You got to communicate. A lot of people don't do that. And you know what? Don't be a hater. You ever been in a situation, Pete, and I know we're talking a lot, but it's good content? And a hell of a story because I'm not sitting down talking the shit I just said to anyone. Mm -hmm. I've done interviews. You ever been out with some people? Because not with me because I'm going to introduce you right away. You ever go out with someone and you're in a circle and they just got you standing there? They don't even introduce you? You ever been in that situation? 
Of course. I run away from those people and never talk to them again. Because once they don't do it, I'm like, hi, I'm Steve Lobel. Nice to meet you. I never fuck with that dude again. You know what people are scared of? They're scared to open the door for people next to you with ideas so they can grow and they can bring you money and connect the dots and this and that. I think that's deep what I just said. This game is like that. That's what I'm trying to say. This, this game, game is of really entertainment like and streets, everybody uh, don't want to relate. You know why Steve LaBelle, Steve LaBelle, you gave me those flowers? Steve LaBelle, connect those dots. You on group text with guys who create fucking touchscreen for iPhones. You, you just met one of my partners in the treatment center who owns 30 across the country. He has his own private jet. Sorry, rappers. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't say, Pete, stay in the car real quick. I'm going to go pick up the plaque. Mm-hmm. I said, come on, I'm proud of you. I love the tattoos. I don't, you know why? My mother said, never get tattoos and never get an earring. I respected my mother so much, I listened to her. Mm-hmm. I might want a nice tattoo. But I didn't say, yo, he's got tats. My man's Puerto Rican, just did seven. Uh, Pete, you stay in the car. Mm-hmm. I brought you right into my treatment center. Yo, Frank's my partner, Pistol Pete. We got a podcast together. We're partners. That's the problem. A lot of people are scared. Mm-hmm. I brought you to my cookies dispensary. You didn't get to talk about You know cannabis. what, Steve? You know, so. you know what, Steve? I do the same thing with my guys. Yeah. A lot of people not like that, Everywhere bro. Everywhere I go, that's Jose. He does that. That's EK. He does that. Oh, matter of fact, Dice. Oh, she, she speak to him. He has a lot to talk about. I, you know why? I put all my niggas on. I don't go. Teamwork we, make the dream work. It. Jeff White told me, don't worry about it. We got a camera guy everywhere you go. Together, everyone achieves more. And the crazy shit is how this came. This for a whole nother episode because I am a civilian. But if I didn't meet the guy who's involved with us. civilian guys. No, this is real talk. But don't get it twisted. I'm not a, I'm not a bitch. If I never met Jeff through somebody, I'm not going to mention his name, which I would say his name, but we're not. That's how I met Jeff, through mm-hmm. the real deal Holyfield. Mm-hmm. And then I brought you to Jeff. Mm-hmm. So I had to thank that man. I would have never known Jeff if it wasn't for my man. Like, Facts. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, that's a whole nother subject we won't talk about because I'm a civilian. I, you know? But listen, bro, I just all. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could have been like, oh, I'm in there with him. Fuck this one and now. And I'm like, oh, Jeff, by the way, you want to do some other shit? I got a crazy story. Mm-hmm. My man Pistol Pete. See, I love, I love street shit. I yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. the real fucking gritty nitty shit that you don't get to see. Mm-hmm. Not the watered down washed up shit. So when you came to me with Dog of the Yard and your Pistol Pete in the concert, this is the type of shit I love. But guess what? Nine other people say, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Mm-hmm. We need this more than we need some of these clown-ass fucking podcasts out. Talking, talking shit all day. shit. Yeah. Half of these bloggers yeah. are saying they're hip-hop. But it's Russell Simmons' birthday the other day, motherfucker. You don't even post the Godfather. I got to talk my shit, bro. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of fucking things that are not out there to, to help the youth. And this is what Dog in the Yard is. This is a yeah. big, scared straight with official guys who are human beings, who are locked up in cages, the things that they did, things that they didn't do, and didn't have the money to get lawyers or this or that, mm-hmm. and they, their lives got fucked up, but it's about coming home, and it's about artists that got locked up and can tell their stories and change their lives. It's all about if you don't have growth in your life, don't come near me. But if you understand change, change and you understand growth and know how to move up in life, then I'm all with you. Come to me. I'm going to help you. But if you just like, yo, man, I'm such and such, da, 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 da. yo, my brother, the young boys have no respect for you no more. So you know what? Carry yourself different. You're living in a fucking, a, a fucking capsule that was 20 years ago. These young kids out here, they really don't have respect for people like us who do what we had to do. 
And we have to understand that. So growth is the best thing in life. Scott Storch growth, big you growth. Yo, Pete, you know this, bro. This is the last thing I'm going to say. If you got more questions, we go. But listen, I get so many calls, bro. Why you help Pete? Why you help big you? Tell me. They extorting you? Mm-hmm. They threatening you? Come on, just tell us. And I wish they did. Because I would tell them no. They never did nothing to me. And that's on camera, bro. And that's on my father. Yeah. Everybody out there, get to know somebody. Don't judge somebody. Help them. You, have, you might have other pistol pizza and big use coming up from the pen that, or jail that might need help. Open the doors for them. Don't just use them for muscle. Don't use them to fear. Don't use them when you need your jewelry back or when you're scared or you're in the club. That's disrespectful. Call them and let them know you got an opportunity for them. You want to help them. Bro, you know how many people called me? Y'all want to tell us one story? Dudes, call me. You mentioned his name the other day. I won't say names because it's killer rats. Lost all respect for this man. You know, yo, bros, and blah, 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 blah. you know, I, I, can I talk to your homie? Yeah, I'm out on the West Coast. Hey, bro, let me ask a question. I respect you for what you did in the music business. But you calling me to go tell my man to leave the movie theater with his wife at his age to go help you because you ran into something in the studio? Why don't you call that black man and tell a black man you got a check for him, an opportunity for him? I'll not bother. Because I'm not looking at Pistol Pete to fight my battles, even though I know you lay in front of a truck for me. I'm not looking at Pistol Pete to come extort someone and beat him up for me. I do that myself if I have to. I'm a man. Because if we in the cell right now, I got to be a man. You can't take my sneakers. We're going to fight. You might get them, but at least I'm going to fight back. You're going to beat me up. So, yo, call these dudes that really can help you, man. Not just call with the rah-rah. Because you know what? You go rah-rah, your whole life might be on the line. You might die or go to jail. And when you're in that cell for 10 years, ain't no one going to give a fuck about you. That same dude who asked you to go do the rah-rah, he gone. You get it from Stephen Bell himself. This is that dog in the yard. This is that yacht, yacht talk. And I want to thank my brother Stephen Bell for coming. I mean, the interview was amazing. I mean, so we, go, we I love it. I love having you. We could talk all night. Yo, I'm going to take over the end, okay? It's we work in loyalty, integrity, respect, principles, and morals. We don't sell our integrity for a check. We're loyal to the fullest, and we respect one another till they violate and disrespect us. This is that yard talk mm. with Pistol Pete mm. on Dog in the Yard. Mm. So, Steve, um, I heard that you have a good friend that, um, that's in prison and been in the box uh, for 22 years. And, um, you know, I know you, you mentioned his name earlier, but can you give, tell me a little bit about, you know, your relationship with him now? And, um, you know, and, um, you know, what's his status and stuff like that in his life and what's going on? You know, it's funny because, like, I have Latin brother like yourself who's been through a lot in the penitentiary and prison and up north in the feds. I have gentlemen like Big U who's been, you know, in the penitentiary. Um, you know, Patty Proctor, anybody in the New York State uh, prison system, if they've been there, they heard his name. Mm. Uh, they call him Patty Irish. Mm. His name is Patty Proctor. The ironic thing, like I told you a little while ago, was that when I had got arrested in Nassau County and I was in that holding cell for the night, he happened to be in there. Mm. And we met there, but I never saw him again. Years later, we became really cool with my partner, Frank, in the Heavenly Center Treatment Center I have. And Frank 
I mean, Patty was out, you know, in the streets. And he was just doing his thing. And uh, we went to Florida together. We went to clubs together. We, we built a relationship for a while. And then he got jammed up. You know, he escaped from Rikers Island. And anybody knows Patty Irish, he got a, a metal plate in his arm right here. He shoots out pus. And okay. he had, a, he had a, a handcuff key in his arm. Mm. So he, that's how he gets out of his handcuffs. And um, he uh, escaped from Rikers Island. And then when he went up north, you know, I think the last time I really saw him, saw him that, you know, before he got locked up. Yeah. When he was free. And then the last time I saw him was I went to visit him at HTM. Okay. He was like an animal. Like, they bring you in this cage. And, mm -hmm. So, you know, that was a humbling uh, thing, too, going to visit him at HTM. HTM was no joke back then. Um, like I told you earlier, you know, I would visit people in the Queen's house on the island, so on and so forth. I had a lot of people that I grew up with that have been in jail. With, okay. with Patty, you know, he's, he's Caucasian. And um, his name rings bells, man. Um, he's been in the box for 22 years. He just got out. He's in Clinton. We've been sending the money. We speak to him on the phone. And uh, it's ironic. He, he called like a few months ago because we were going to go visit him. Yeah. But the virus came. And he had called. And he's, he didn't know that I escalated so big into the music business. He was like, yeah, I'm in here with, you know, the, the, I got this rapper next to me, Bobby Schmurder. I'm like, Bobby Schmurder? <laughs> Tell him what up. He's on the phone right next to him. That's crazy. Yo, Steve on the phone. Oh, oh, oh. Tell him. So, you know, he goes by Patty Proctor, Patty Irish. And if you've been in New York State, you know, jails. Yeah, I heard of His him. name rings bells. Um, 22 does. years in the box, Pete. I don't know what I would have did. <sighs> you know, and you could Google it all. And um, I think he's been gone for about 30 now. Steve, or 28. Steve, I don't mean to cut you off, brother, but I did fucking three years. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking tough. In the box. Yeah. That shit is rough. So imagine 22 fucking years. That's a fucking lifetime. That's a bed. When I speak to him, it's just weird because it's like he's in a time zone. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How he sound? Like, when he, like, oh, he sounds amazing, but he hasn't had a visit in so long. And it's like he wrote letters. But the crazy thing is that um, we tracked him down because they were moving him all over the place and he's doing all that time in the box. And when you talk to him, like, you have to think. So I'll be like, yo, what's up with Instagram? You know, you check it out. He's like, huh? Like, I'm talking about things he doesn't understand. Okay. Been gone for 22 years in a box and probably been in prison for 30 years. He got life. But we're praying that he'll come home in like four years, five years, God willing. You know, me and Frank are going to try our best to try to get him, get him out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a blessing, man. And that's, Steve, he's, a, he's an amazing friend, man. I'm you never know who I know. Yeah, you crazy. never know who I know. Yo, because you really know. You know, you know, motherfucker. You know gangsters from New York. You know gangsters from L.A. And you got a gangster, you know, guy that, you know, he rapping. I know because I heard his name. That's and still in prison and stuff like that, you know. So it's so crazy that that, all, that always attracted you. <laughs> no, it's just, just a weird situation. I know some hoodsters too, man. Because you know in L.A., you know, certain gang members are not hoodsters. Some are gangsters. But with Nipsey and Big U and that... It's hoodsters. Okay. So I, I know that history, so I can say that. But yeah, you know what's funny, Pete? No, I mean, I attract who God wants me to attract to. Mm. You know, and you never know what's going to happen to somebody. But Patty comes home because he used to work with Frank. Because Frank used to have an appliance store. Mm. And he used to deliver the appliances with Frank. So mm. when we talked to him, he was like, yo, man, y'all got me when we come home? Like, yeah, we got you. But it's been so long, man. And you yeah. can't give up with someone like that. If you're really someone's friend... You don't give up. Someone got life, you got to stay there with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't really talk about it a lot. And I'm going to send you some pictures of me and Patty in Miami with bottles of champagne. Nah, that's great. And I'm like a guido and, you know, yeah. like some guido shit. Definitely want to see that. And um, you got to put this in the edit, man. So big shout out to Patty Irish, Patty Proctor. And um, you can't just kick him under the curb either. 
and forget about him because he was under 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 the prison. Mm-hmm. As you can Google, it's all over the place. Man, he escaped from state prison up north and Rikers Island. Wow. Well, you know, it was nice. I mean, you know, thank you for sharing. You know, story like that, man. I mean, I want the people to see how your relationship is and how you, you know, that's important when you're in prison. Have a relationship with, you know, with a, especially with a person that's genuine, your friend, and you haven't seen him so many years, and it's good that you're there with him, that you're there for him. How you, did you always have been in contact with him, or did you just recently? Well, we lost contact him? when we were in the box. So how you got, how you, how you got a hold of him? What's my name? Okay. You know, we don't give up. I told you earlier, we don't take no for an answer. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of people incarcerated, Pete, and they might never come home. And they might need some love, or they might need some communication, and you just don't throw them away. So anybody out there who's got people locked up, man, don't forget about them, because, you know, things could change, and they could come home. Or there might be some people doing 20 years. I got a lot of guys still that I know doing time, mm. and at the end of the day, even family members that I know through people, and they're locked up, and God willing, they're going to come home, and you got to open those doors and help them and, and, and take care of them. Like, you know, people I, I grew up with that used to come home, when they came home, I had the package for them. Had clothes for them, sneakers for them. Facts. Send that's money real. and stuff, get them out their greens and that's, stuff. That's what I'm you know, talking I have about. People do, you know, time all up north okay. and on the island. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, you just can't give up on nobody. So, um, you know, we're not going to give up to those people that are under under the prison, people doing light. But we found them. We don't give up. We didn't take no for an answer. And it's funny because I said, yo, man, we got to find Patty. And um, my partner, Frank's assistant, started doing some homework, started doing some homework. And we found him. Mm. And before we spoke to him, before he got to Clinton, he was somewhere else. And he was starting to write us letters and stuff, long letters, long letters. And all he kept saying, send pics, send pics, send pics, send pics. And when you got to talk to him on the phone, it was so refreshing. That's cool, man. Well, I'm happy that you, you know, y'all all back in contact and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so anybody out there, you know, got family members up north and they come across Patty Irish, man. You know, in the next four, three, two years, because a lot of guys that watch the Dog and Y'all podcast, they they know people in prison and stuff. And, um, you know, show some love, man, because Patty's the real deal. You can even ask Box and Dice that. With that being said, you already know what it is. Your boy Pistol, man. Dog and Y'all. Y'all talk. We gotta celebrate that, that, that. This that third season sign-off. It's them bands. Shout out Steve LeBell. I don't move unless it's bands. Diamond stars all in my wrist. We don't move yeah, I love you guys, man. Thank you guys, man. For supporting that dog in the yard, man. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you guys, man. Love you guys, man, for supporting that dog in the yard. That was that third season. You know what I'm saying? My brother Steve LeBell. Came through with that legendary, man. You know what I'm saying? The way he laid it down. You know what I'm saying? It shows that you could be an executive, a white guy. You know what I'm saying? That never know, that never been from the street. Yes, he was raised in Queens. Yes, he was around a lot of bullshit. But he didn't hesitate to help brothers out. Ex-convicts and, you know, ex-gangsters and gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Because he deals with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And he, he took his knowledge and his power and he opened the doors. You know what I'm saying? To help out brothers like myself. You know what I'm saying? And other brothers that he had helped out. You know what I'm saying? And um, with that being said, you know, I just hope that y'all guys enjoy that episode. You know what I'm saying? Y'all stay blessed, man. You already know. It's your boy Pistol Pete. Yo, Steve, I love you, man. Great job, man.
Till next time, man, you already know. I'm in a whole lot of zones. Songs, they look like kaleidoscopes. I got the white for the white boy that's sniffing the shit, then he skate down the slopes. I got the can for that lady that thinks she could take it, but know that she can't. I got that work for that work that's gonna work right after it works. Look, I put.